welcome to a new episode of uh, Beginner's Mind. My name is Chris. Today I have the next interview from the LSG2G platform. It's April the 5th and the coronavirus is holding the world hostage still. Scientists all over the world are extremely hard working to solve the riddles the virus throws at us and trying to analyze the severity of the illness, developing diagnostics, therapeutics and vaccines. Relevant basic research usually happens on the university level and research institutions. The job actually of developing a scientific achievement into a product for patients happens usually in companies. In between, there is the mystic phase of tech transfer. What this is, what challenges organizations have to face and how it is done, you will learn in this episode. I am delighted to welcome Sara Inkinen from Finland. Sara, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Chris. And also, first of all, thanks very much for the invitation and the opportunity to participate in this podcast. You're welcome. Uh, Sara, you're a tech transfer and innovation management expert. What kind of background do you have to do your job? I currently run my own consulting business, Nordic Catalyst, here in Vienna. Uh, but I or, uh, originally come from Finland. And my journey to tech transfer and, in, and innovation management happened uh, actually stepwise during the years. And maybe in some sense, it, it may seem quite linear, first going from research to tech transfer and then to being an entrepreneur. Uh, but uh, it actually involved many different professional positions and also several different countries. That's great. Tell us a little bit about your background. How did you end up working in, in tech transfer? Well, education-wise, uh, I originally definitely wanted to study science and did study science. And uh, I'm very motivated by challenges and also wanted to do something that matters professionally. And uh, I first did a master's degree in chemical engineering and industrial economics Started that in 99 at Obo Academy University in Finland, which is uh, actually the only Swedish-speaking university in Finland. And uh, part of this degree I also did at University College London, UCL in England, where I studied biochemical engineering. And uh, during my studies, I already started to work um, in the chemical industry, with, also with chemical R&D. And uh, I thereafter started to work as a scientist with bio-based and biodegradable polymers, uh, first in a research center and later in a company called Titan Life Finland. And I was there until 2009. And uh, thereafter I moved uh, to the academia, uh, but to work in different industry-sponsored research collaboration projects um, with various topics, for example, biodegradable packaging materials, industrial adhesives, or bioresorbable implants. And uh, as I was working in the company, I already started also to work on my doctoral thesis. Uh, I did this on biopolymer modification and synthesis, and uh, I finalized it on the side of my main position uh, in 2011. 
And then maybe finally coming to the stage where I, where I have my first connection to tech transfer. Um, as a researcher, I often saw how many great innovations were successfully commercialized and also taken into use. But on the other hand, I also saw how many potentially valuable inventions were left completely unused and unexploited for different reasons. Sometimes this was due to the lack of funding. Sometimes there was no suitable team to take it forward. And sometimes due to other priorities, such as, for example, uh, the, just simply the next research project coming up. Sara, you were talking a little bit about uh, tech transfer. What exactly is tech transfer? Well, tech transfer typically refers to the commercialization or practical implementation of uh, inventions developed in research organizations. And, uh, but I, I think of this field really broadly and not just as a one-way street from the academia to industry or to mm -hmm. companies. And uh, actually sometimes also in the same context, the term knowledge transfer is used just to describe these various interactions between research organizations and companies and also, of course, the public sector in general. Uh, and the, yeah. That's great. You founded your company Nordic Catalyst in 2018 in Vienna. So practically that means your company seems to be two years old uh, this month. Uh, is it right? <laughs> Yes, that's correct. Uh, it's oh, it's been two years already. Thank you. <laughs> Time really flies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, in tech transfer, what kind of services do you provide? Well, uh, I have. Uh, I can maybe divide my services, my consulting services, into dif uh, three different categories. Uh, so far, the most popular project or service type is. is uh, commercialization support for early stage projects uh, related to scientific technologies. Typically these are chemical, chemistry, chemical mm -hmm. technologies or life science related concepts. And inside the projects then the topics uh, range from concrete business development, business planning support, uh, also to helping the teams uh, to prepare funding applications or presentations or different types of materials. It really depends on the project. I think it's impossible to say, uh, say that what, what uh, the project could be for each type. I mean, all the projects are individual and with individual needs. Absolutely. Uh, who usually approaches you? Who, is your, who are your clients? Well, I work both with research organizations and companies. So in addition to the commercialization support, uh, I also do some R&D support related to polymers, as I mainly did research on that uh, years ago. And uh, in addition, also IP exploitation support. So I support uh, both companies and research organizations to, for example, find potential licensees, uh, systematically support the negotiation process as well. And uh, also... Uh, I also do actually workshops uh, related to tech transfer and innovation. So, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, so it can be both research organizations or companies. Um, I myself come from the, from the financial side and um, for, for the phase after tech transfer, we have the term uh, valley of death. So it's really challenging to, to, to finance such, such projects. Um, I think tech transfer is very interesting because it brings technology from the university in a commercial setting. Um, what kind of challenges do you typically face when you engage with a new project? 
Well, yes. Um, as mentioned, all the projects are, of course, unique, but there are also some common features. And uh, maybe regarding tech transfer in research organizations, so from their point of view, and also, of course, looking at it uh, as a consultant, I, I would say that the typical challenges are sometimes related to the scalability of the tech transfer support operations uh, to be able to adapt to the changing needs of the organization. So sometimes there's a lot of projects needing, needing support. Um, sometimes a lot of technologies coming to the commercialization stage. Sometimes uh, teams needing support uh, for founding a startup company, for example, but also um, the identification and assessment of the most promising inventions from research organizations. Yeah, I would say at least this. What uh, is your typical role when you help your clients to overcome the challenges? What, what, what are you doing for the clients? Well, um, I work now with Tech Transfer since 2012. Uh, first uh, in, uh, in Finland and then later coming to Austria. So in Finland, I was responsible uh, for a whole university's tech transfer and I also founded their uh, a nationwide uh, network called Innovation Champions. And this for the fir first time actually connected all the tech transfer professionals of the universities and public research organizations in Finland. And um, that was in that way a good, uh, good opportunity to also uh, get insight into how different types of universities, different types of research organizations handle these kind of challenges. So, um, I would say definitely that it's my strength that I saw tech transfer in different countries. And I actually, my first position was in the US when I was doing business studies at Kellogg School of Management. And at the same time, uh, also there, my first touch to tech transfer was uh, at the Innovations and New Ventures Office of Northwestern University in 2012. So I don't know, uh, I think uh, this kind of overall uh, insight into how the research uh, research side works, how the tech transfer side works, and on the other hand, how to make business from, how to make new products, mm -hmm. uh, new services from scientific innovations. I think these, and also, definitely also my network. So for example, uh, the Life Science tell more, Together tell Network. Us, mm -hmm. <laughs> tell us more about your network. Yeah, so um, I mentioned that I've lived in many countries and also, uh, uh, in tech transfer have had very many different interactions in the field also inter internationally and uh, yeah networks i really think that this is one of my main advantages uh, in this and yeah i mentioned life science get together network where we also met uh, met <laughs> earlier uh, maybe also almost two years ago i think mm -hmm. and yeah. <laughs> yeah and then also uh, in finland uh, the strong network um, of tech transfer professionals, also all the time uh, working with international in international projects and with international partners, is of course uh, an advantage. Yeah. Talking about international partners, and I think what we have in Europe is a very unique environment for uh, world class deep tech life science projects. Um, when I look on the commercial side, I always ask myself. Uh, how does it develop and how, in what direction is life science going? How do you see the tech transfer uh, scene developing in the future in Europe? Well, I think 
during the past years, it's definitely already become more and more systematic and organized and also the global trends, uh, digitalization, uh, challenges like uh, global warming and uh, for example, sustainability of healthcare, of course, also reflected in this field and in the interactions with, with companies. And uh, yeah, I would also say that regarding also the networks that it's become more network-based, which means that there are more interactions at different points of time with different, between different organizations. It's not just a, a linear process, definitely not. What is the biggest challenge in Europe that you see in, in tech transfer at the current stage? Mm, biggest challenge, I think it's sometimes it's the flexibility. So um, I think, for example, patentable innovations need support. They have a different. They have a certain timeline, and they, they need expert support. So it's finding the right experts and the right support at the right time. Also, also thinking about the startup teams, for example, and mm -hmm. how new new business is created. So let, let's think a little bit about. I mean, I have a coaching background, so one question I love very much. Let's think a little bit about uh, a perfect world. And uh, let's assume all problems were solved for tech transfer. Uh, how would it look like in your opinion? Well, hmm, I'm an optimist, so <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's definitely something to aim for. Mm, difficult to say. I think then in that case, we would have a smooth, very smooth collaboration and interaction between research organizations, uh, the private sector companies. Mm, I think that it would definitely be even more tightly connected. Mm, also the valley of death would not exist at least. Uh, of course, it, if it would be perfect, it wouldn't exist. But in, in that sense, also funding wise, availability of funding would definitely mm -hmm. should increase. So if, if I get it right, it's connectivity and funding that yes. uh, you would recommend to, to improve in Europe. Uh, yes. I mean, I mean, these days when I, when I open the newspapers, I, mean, I think everybody is aware of the special situation uh, that we have with the coronavirus and with COVID-19. Uh, it's not only located in Europe, it's also in, uh, in Asia and in the United States. Um, what kind of role does tech transfer play in solving such worldwide challenges? I think this kind of uh, situation definitely highlights the importance of efficient technology transfer and also the importance of science is definitely unquestionable in this situation. So I think um, that way it is beneficial for the, for the visibility of the field. Um, so definitely now more than ever, we need efficient transfer of new innovations to the, and scientific information as well from the research community to companies and other organizations that can utilize and exploit them. Yeah, I absolutely agree to that. Uh, I think uh, what universities need is the support of, uh, of uh, experts like you in tech transfer who help them define the commercial, commercial asset and also have the, the right networks in place. So I completely can agree to that. Um, so one, one last question from my end, um, 
during your journey in tech transfer and you have gained a lot of experience, uh, including founding your own company. And with all that experience you gained, what advice would you give your younger self? Um, <laughs> I think um, many, many small tips, but overall, <laughs> overall now when looking, looking back at my career, I'm really happy about having had so many different positions and also variable positions during my career. And uh, maybe thinking about the entrepreneurship. So I was 39 years old when I founded Nordic Catalyst. So maybe the one piece of advice that I would give to my younger self for example, 20 years ago, is that I would probably encourage myself to found a business or go into a startup team even earlier, maybe even as a student. And uh, I really think that this is the best and most fun way to really deeply learn about business development from another perspective and also, yeah, also in many ways to develop professionally and also get to know different people from all over the world and from different fields. So I think entrepreneurship, I would definitely take into my professional life even earlier. <laughs> well, entrepreneurship is a great thing. I can only recommend that to, to, to the people. Uh, Sara, thank you very much for your time. Thank and you so much. I wish you all the best for the development of Nordic Catalyst. And I'm pretty sure that uh, your services are highly needed in the coming years. Thank all you so best. much. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening. Please, please share the podcast and make sure you've subscribed. Have a great day.